for the benefit of those with flash photography. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Welcome to DreamWork. I am Colin Delaney. In a moment, I will be joined by my tag team partner and co-host. His name is Cheech. And let's get extreme this week, you guys. Let's get extreme with a little Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten, the hardcore chair-swinging freaks. Um, we got to get on these ECW teams now because as we get into a little bit of discussion, we mentioned how I mean I wasn't even sure how much I was going to be able to find for Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten currently luckily the award-winning WWE Network is still up and functioning and hasn't gone all the way straight peacock on us yet but uh, as I'm sure a lot of you have seen this week they have already started removing uh, problematic content and I think a lot of ECW will now be considered problematic, or at least problematic for, for NBC, uh, problematic for Peacock. So uh, I'm glad we got to get this team in. Uh, I was on the ECW roster with Balls Mahoney, so I get to share some stories about uh, shenanigans with Balls. And uh, it was just great to talk about these two who, uh, while being called the hardcore chair swing freaks, were actually both incredible, incredibly talented wrestlers. So rip up your jeans and throw on a band t-shirt and let's talk about them. It's Balls Mahoney. It's Axel Rotten. They are the hardcore chair swinging freaks. Yeah, buddy. What's up? Once again, uh, I did want to start with something stupid like balls, 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 balls. But I was like, maybe that might be a little weird. Usually, yeah. Usually, uh, I have I have something. This week, I I was like, there's I don't think there's anything really. Yeah, unless you're chanting balls, Axel, balls, Axel, <laughs> and throwing jabs. I mean, you know, that's yeah, yeah. Or or if you've got to I mean. I was going to say, we could talk about how we've got the biggest balls of them all. Yeah, uh, and this is one theme. We've complained about uh, network theme songs before, but the WWE rip of uh, Big Balls by ACDC is actually pretty good. But um, I did watch, it was a Buffalo show, no less, where the crowd was so hot, and you can tell that uh, like Balls is in the ring, like, giving the crowd all the signs for like the he's got the biggest and she's got the biggest and we've got the biggest and like it's just that back it's just that it's just the ambient you know background noise and i was like it's not the same <laughs> listen it's it's way better than any time new jack comes out yeah no it's true and i mean today of all days with the you know stuff getting the the network getting moved and all the ecw stuff's gonna be Mighty problematic for a company like Peacock. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, so So let's, th- that was going to be a part of my, my first thoughts. So we'll jump right into our initial thoughts. I wasn't sure if the network still existed or if it had moved to Peacock yet. And all I've seen are Peacock complaints about what 
is and isn't on there. And I was like, oh, this may actually be real difficult. Okay, no, luckily I know the network as we know it in America is there until Mania. Oh, oh. this uh, <laughs> this is going to get a little difficult uh, post-Mania. I know. <laughs> it, like the weird like indie teams and whatnot that are currently the, the difficult ones may actually become the more uh, easy teams for us. Well, luckily, I own every, I think every, hardcore TV and ECW on TNN. So we may have to dig more into those as I inherited my best friend's VHS collection of it. Wow, VHS is... The other issue with Peacock is they uh, every TV in my house has a Fire Stick, and currently Fire Stick uh, doesn't it, is not Peacock compatible. Oh snap! That's what I got. I, I didn't even look into it. Yeah, I can't even get Peacock. <laughs> oh, I'll have to get on like you'll just have to put on like your laptop. I know what a pain. <laughs> yep. So other than that, though, uh, initial thoughts on the team was uh, okay. Okay, my initial thoughts were I was pumped because I can't remember when it was, but it was in one of watching another team. I'm sure if you go back and listen to the episode, you'll hear me gush for a second about Balls and Axel. So I was like, oh, okay. I kept That one's been in my back pocket for a while. Yeah, um, and, then, and then going a little beyond the uh, preliminary thoughts, once I started looking into it, I definitely thought there would be more Balls and Axel matches. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're another. They're one of those teams where I, I started looking at their uh, their their rundown of matches, and I was like, "Oh, there really isn't that many, or at least not that many that were like televised that you could really watch." Okay, wait. Do you mean okay? Because here's I, I don't know which one you meant. Do you mean you would have thought there was more balls and axle like outside of ecw or inside of ecw in general yeah inside ecw uh there's almost none outside of ecw uh but even okay. in that's what i thought i thought you meant because for a split second i thought there might have been stuff outside of ecw as well but i remember like i was like oh no no they were strictly like a couple year ecw gig thing i don't know why i remembered it but uh for a second there i was like oh let me check and see if there is anything else if there was and there really isn't I thought maybe that's what you meant when you were like, oh, I thought there'd be outside of ECW stuff. I was like, whereas I knew there wasn't. No, I didn't think that. I just, when I was looking at their rundown, there's a lot of stuff like live events and whatnot that, you know, we would never have access to. But there was like a, a eight-month gap where there's literally no TV matches of them. Yeah, but they are on all, yeah, they do live events, which I'm sure, like, which which they are filmed. It's like our video fan cams, I believe, have them and stuff. But, yeah, no, a lot of their stuff was, which, I mean, you could tell. I was like, that was one thing when I was like, oh, they don't have a ton of matches. I was like, boy, they were super over. But I was like, no, no, but I feel like even though there wasn't a ton on the network, um, I was like, no, no, they definitely had more than what was there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, when you look at their cage match, it's just that there's like a, a long gap where just nothing, none of it's on TV. Like everything they were doing as a team was on like live events. Yeah. Which I mean, is okay. But yeah, for our purposes, it stinks a little. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into their championships and accomplishments. All right. What do you got? Nothing. I literally <laughs> have nothing. They, they never won the ECW tag titles. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I'm pretty sure 
Axel and Ian Rotten were the PWI feud of the year in 95. Uh, Balls Mahoney peaked at, ni- at 99 on the 500 in, in the year 2000. None of this has anything to do with uh, them as a team. Uh, so, yeah, for uh, team championships and accomplishments, nothing. They weren't runner-up. They weren't third runner-up. They weren't fourth runner-up for awards. They, they did not win any championships or awards. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly surprised cuz yeah, that was kind of their gimmick was that they never did win the big one. Like I yeah, feel like I, it should have happened and was going to happen but then something happened and it didn't happen. Yeah, I in my brain thought there was one. No, no, I knew there wasn't one cuz I was like I just don't I just didn't remember. I was like as far as I remember I was like they never won them. Because they didn't really need to. And then I also figured, I was like, I'm sure they probably didn't rank high on people's, like, rankings of the year. Because I'm sure – because, like, they were very much put in a box. You know what I mean? And Well, I mean, come on. That was partly, like, okay, let me ask. Did you know what their tag team name was? The Hardcore Chair Swinging Freaks? There you go. So I was like, okay, like, they're kind of, like, you know, (laughs) like, it'd be really odd. They'd have to do a lot or really go against type for them – with a name like that to be like, oh yeah, they came in second runner up. Yeah, that's true. But so let's let's get into the matches that we watched because I, I I'd like to get into that a little more. Uh, but I feel like I, I can get into that better once we've uh, once we're match discussing. Okay. Um, well, but here's the thing. Like you had said, I think when I looked them up on the network, as far as matches go, it said there was like thirty eight. And then, you know, there's six-man singles matches they're not even in or maybe did run-ins and yada, yada, yada. But, like, I still got in enough. I don't know. I think it's like, you know me. It's like 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, Let me see. All right, I'll go first. I got a Baldies match. Okay, here's the thing. Here, we got to get disgusting. This is a Baldies of PN News and Skull Von Crush from uh, Hardcore TV in 99. Adoring and Roadkill from 98, uh, Storm and Candido from 98, and RVD and Sabu from 99, uh, Three-Way with the Dudleys versus New Jack and Spike from Living Dangerously 98, uh, a squash match versus Lou Marconi and Wild Bill from uh, 97 right at the end, uh, a Furnace and LaFawn and Storm and Candido three-way from the end of 97, a Dudley's from 99, a Baldy's from 99. This, we get Angel and DeVito, skinny DeVito, too. Uh, a Storman Candido from Wrestlepalooza. Uh, the FBI of Tracy and Guido from 97. <clears throat> Another one of FBI of Tracy and Guido, and then the three-way with uh, Doring and Roadkill from 98, and RVD and Sabu from 98. An FBI, and uh, I had such a laugh... Because they were like, oh, yeah, the new tandem. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't see Mama Luke. He must be behind Sal E. No, no, he's just not there. It's it's Guido and Sally. <laughs> uh, I took it home with, oh, and this was so good, a Dudley's uh, like five-minute match from 97 with an amazing dog and pony finish. Okay. All right. That's, uh, yeah, uh, no joke. You probably hit. That's that's at least 95% of them. I told you I was pumped. Yeah, I think you, you hit most of them. All right, so uh, I got a Dudley's from 97. Furnace and LaFon and Storm and Candido from 97. 
uh, Van Damme and Sabu from 98, Dorian Roadkill from 98, FBI, uh, Guido and Tracy, uh, Canedo and Storm, Wrestlepalooza, uh, Baldies from 99, Dudleys from 99, and then I ended with a WWE dark match you can find on YouTube from 2005 where they wrestled Damian Adams and Johnny Candido. That's right. I did see it because, yeah, like I said, I did take a look and I saw it, but I forgot to go back and look at it. It has to be like around the time of uh, One Night Stand. Uh, yes. And it is super wacky. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, just seeing them in a WWE ring together is like a crazy, nutty, like. <laughs> Yeah. But, okay, here's the thing. I feel like if WWE created them, it would be perfectly fine. For sure. Uh, them in a dark match where they're, like, doing uh, their best to wrestle while Axel is definitely way out of shape uh, is weird. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm sure in that context it's very weird. But I remember as I was watching, a part of me was like, I feel like if they were, like, a WWE creation or put like, you know, that sheen on it, they'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, but yeah, it, <laughs> if we can start all the way at the end, you can definitely see why balls got a job after that. And Axel did not. Uh, uh, I know it's so unfortunate, but okay. While we're, so you did go chronological. Uh, no. Oh, okay. It seemed like uh, kind of spark. Kinda. I I did. Wa I watched that uh, that that dark match. I actually watched that dark match first, just because I searched YouTube first. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if the network had availability. I just saved it for last. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Because mine definitely jumps all over in far as time. So yeah, it doesn't strike me as much. But since yours was a little more chronological, I guess the the uh, downfall, not like a bad downfall, but definitely a downgrade of Axel is more prominent. Yeah, so, right. Um, and only because I started that way, which is weird. Another thing about this team, okay. uh, another thing about this team that I, I was, I guess this could have gone into the, uh, you know, the, the beginning, my, my preliminary thoughts. Uh, we're definitely going to get some, some wacky brawls where th there's very little to, to go off of other than blood. <laughs> Okay, but I found it less bloody that significantly less bloody than I thought it would be. That Baldi's match with DeVito and Angel is is borderline useless. <laughs> yeah. Uh it is uh yeah. I, I was expecting more of that actually. There's definitely one of the Dudley's matches is definitely pretty nothing. Uh, where they just their whole thing is like we're gonna brawl to this balcony and act like we're gonna throw each other off and then brawl back to the ring and have like a five minute match. Yes, um, or or like like the Baldies match was just uh, a setup for New Jack to come out and do New Jack stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing this falls into a little bit is oh it fa fell it falls into two ECW tropes of yeah setting up another match to come in. And one of the matches I watched uh, was on, on their hardcore TV was edited to shit. Like, it was a three-way dance, and it was like, there was barely any wrestling. 
It would be like, quick, show him, give him a random chair shot to the back. Quick, edit to, he slips out of this move and takes a super kick. Up, edit to the first elimination. Okay, edit to brawling, take it home. Like, I was yeah, like, one wow, of the, they edited that a lot. One of the Dudley's matches I watched, uh, and it was just how the match, it was just like, and we're going to go to commercial. And then it comes back and just goes into a finish. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes I wondered, because like, I didn't never thought Balls and Axel were bad wrestlers. Like, I don't feel like they were edited because, like, oh, we need to hide their flaws. Because, like, they were full-on wrestlers before they got to ECW. So, like, I don't think I, – I kept when – whenever I noticed that, I would try and look at the rest of the TV and be like, what did they have to edit because they only had an hour to fill? It's like, is the way I saw it not as like, oh, no, we need to hide their weaknesses type thing. No, I agree. I, I think it was just edited for time and just, yeah. uh, but sometimes it was a bummer. It was like, you know, they were doing some kind of fun stuff in a, in a brawl sense. And then you come back and they're like, oh, here's a superplex. And now they're going home. And I'm like, oh, damn, I bet there was some fun stuff in the middle. Yeah, they're definitely, I, I assume that as well. But, you know, I assume it was also cut for a reason as well. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, so, uh, f- from the get, my, my first point about balls and axle is man, when uh, <laughs> eventually they were both in ripped jean shorts, but man, when balls Mahoney was wearing full on pants, but just real ripped. Woof. What a look. I don't, I didn't understand. I felt like that was his way of like, oh, we're going to be a team. All right. So like, we'll both, oh, but I'll wear ripped pants and you wear ripped shorts. But I was, yeah, the pants were the most ridiculous thing. Even to the point where, like, he knew and, like, played into it. Like, anytime the ref would, like, have to be, he'd be like, look, you can't see. There's nothing there. You can obviously see everything. Yeah. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, they're, they're shorts. And I was like, oh, nope, nope, nope. They go all the way to the ground at some parts. Yep, those are yeah. pants. Those it's are. It's the weirdest thing. I feel like I think they were tucked in his boots, too. <laughs> yeah, real, real ripped. Okay. Um, but also, I mean, even even early, early stuff, uh they they show off some wrestling like that that furnace and lafon storming candido uh tornado three-way elimination tag is a ton of fun yeah like that was the one thing why i was excited was because the time i had seen them before previously or whatever like i was like oh wait they wrestle yeah and uh, at times like you could tell balls moves better than axel and always did Yes. Uh, he just, he takes uh, bigger bumps. He, he like does more athletic, uh, you know, cool things to a point after a couple of matches, I was like, man, Axel don't really do nothing. Does he? Well, no, he does all the wrestling. Like he's always doing, <laughs> it's funny. I put, I was like, he wrestles exactly like they teach you. If you're like a cruiserweight baby face. Yeah, yeah, he uh yeah, he did some arm drags in uh in in one of them. He had a uh, you know, he, yeah, he, he does he arm some... drags, hip tosses like and all 100 makes per, it 100% makes sense and is all but it just doesn't make sense cuz it's coming from a big fat guy. And I can say that cuz he says it himself. But you know what I mean? Like that's the only weird part. Like he's he's wrestling like he's Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he looked like, but it's also in a big fat guy with tattoos, scars all over his body, a big blonde mullet, a band t-shirt, and cut up jean shorts. It makes no sense, and it's awesome, and I loved it every time. 
Especially, yes. They also know he's like a huge fan of Memphis and stuff, so that's why you could see his influence when he does stuff. Well, and when you look at, I'll stick with the positive part of that for now. <laughs> when you look at his like uh, his Wikipedia, they talk about like a short stint in WCW in like the early '90s and like all this crazy stuff. But I was like, man, I I didn't even realize that. I knew he was around uh, and did things, but I didn't know he had like a, you know. Did you know about his British gimmick? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's mostly what he did with the singles thing. And I remember, uh, what was it? It was on some shoot interview. I think Raven kept being like, you got to do that here. It's so good. It's so good. He's like, no, no, no. This is ECW. Don't be me. Hardcore. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it it, it worked for, for him and for them and, and for the team. But uh, so, yes. So they are the hardcore chair swinging freaks. And sometimes it, it was legit funny because they would have this full ass, like good wrestling match. And then uh, we'd be like, and eh, we're going to hit him with chairs now. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it was funny because it almost like it never got obligatory, like Devon get the tables, but like you could even see them sometimes even rolling their eyes. Like, all right, we just hit our fish. Like, you know what we got to do, right? It was like, you know what we got to do? Yeah, you know what we got to do. We got to do the thing. Yeah, we got to do the thing. What's the thing? All right, let's go get the chairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these guys are just like, all right, let's give them their money's worth now. Well, the in the, the one Doring and Roadkill match from 98, which, by the way, is a, a like, real early Doring Roadkill, and they are with uh, Lance, Wright. Dude, Lance Wright, who is doing the thing, and Draz. Yep. <laughs> but they, like, they both set up for their finishers. And then don't even hit him. Just set set him down and grab chairs and whack him with him. It was so good because they were so over. And it was so weird. Like, I, tell me if I don't know, maybe if you researched it or not. But like, I don't remember them there being like a significant like build up. It was just like they were both kind of doing their own thing. And it was you know the '90s, so you know their grunge style of appearance was kind of common it, okay it was common especially on like the ecw scene so but i remember it was just like this weird alchemy of like one day they were like hey let's put you and you together and they went out there and the crowd was like oh yeah absolutely like the crowd bought in 100 day one you know what i mean yeah it's so when i looked on wikipedia it basically says uh axel was teaming with devon and then like that's pre Dudley's and then the Dudley's got together and then young upstart balls Mahoney joined up with Axel. Yeah. But it was just this weird thing where I was like, at no point, even when I was watching the ones in 97, I was like, as soon as they come out, the crowd's like, hell yeah, balls and Axel. And like, they're doing the balls jab chant. Eventually they, they, they combine. But even back then, like, it was just, I don't know. I don't remember. It was like, like it almost like you never saw it coming. And then all of a sudden, once you saw it, you were like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, Boom, they were doing run-ins on the Dudleys. They were doing run-ins on these guys. They they were getting title shots versus Furnace and LaFon and Storming Candido. They're getting straight-up tag matches on pay-per-view with Candido and Storm. Like It was like, yeah, they came on pretty strong. Well, you know, Candido and uh, and Balls were like childhood friends, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anytime they get in there, it's fun. And it was also fun because um, Axel, I think, also knows them from like smoky mountain and did some memphis with them so like i loved it when it would be candido and and axel would do straight up flair and dusty oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i think at one point joey styles even calls it out oh yeah 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 it's great uh 
Candido, yeah, Candido. Yeah, I was expecting Candido to work more with balls because I know that they're like they grew up together and they train together and whatnot. But he would, would seem to always gravitate towards Axel. He would always yeah. do like that that triple threat. By the way, uh, that match was blowing my mind. The triple threat tornado with Furnace and Lathan and Candido and Storm, uh, because like I don't know if people understand how difficult that match uh, how difficult doing a three team tornado tag would have to be but if you look at all those parts it all makes sense because storm's incredible candido's incredible france and lafon have wrestled all over the world and then you got these sleepers in balls and axle who you think are just you know chair guys and it's like no they'll wrestle too no listen i i'm not saying nothing i'm i'm with it but i just know that a match like that where there are no tags with that many people uh it's it's difficult it's not easy and it's so fun oh yeah it definitely because here's the perfect example uh that match they show in its entirety or whatever and i was like right near it was the other three-way that i saw which was the fbi with doring and roadkill and that's the one that's edited to hell so it was like, okay, definitely that one did not go as good as this one. Right, right. You couldn't clip this one up. It's it's also nonstop action. It never stops because once again, it's it's tornado and it it it's so there's no tags and it's elimination and it keeps moving. And it's a lot of And it's also that genius ECW era booking of oh, Furnace and Lafon are leaving. Oh, let's have them win the belts the night before. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> And then they pulled, which they pulled years later, which people always think is revolutionary when they did it with Mike Awesome. Then Furnace and Lafon are the first team eliminated in this three-way. Yep. I was like, oh, snap. They did that all the way back in 97. They pulled off that cool-ass move. And Furnace and Lafon with Brackus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah, there was Brackus on the outside. We had a Darren Drozdov on the outside. We had Big Sally Graziano on the outside. There were a lot of outside people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I I didn't run into as many wacky brawls as I as I thought I would. Uh, definitely when they work with the Dudleys, it's almost always a wacky brawl. Yeah. But uh, it, the first one I watched, the 97 one, it was basically just a it was it was exactly what I was talking about earlier, where it just leads to another thing going on. And it was like, man, OK, well, whatever. See, the one I ended up on, was it the one? I don't know. Okay. I watched it at the last second just because I remember when we were covering the FBI, I saw they had a match with the Gangstonators, and it was only like a minute and a half or something, and I was like, what the heck is this? I got to see it. And I was like, oh, okay, there's a big schmoz, the Dudleys come out, yada, yada. And then I was like, oh, and it leads into a balls and axles match. And I was like, oh, let me actually see what concluded that one-minute match that the FBI had. And it's great. They come in, they come in with the chairs, they get up with the chairs, but it was gangstinators, so there's still all this plunder left in the ring. So eventually the Dudleys get up with the plunder. For no reason at all, the FBI and gangstinators brawl back out to the middle of the ring. In comes in Dick, and even at one point, uh, uh, Joey on the mic's like, there's nine men in the ring brawling with weapons right now. And, and they go, well, ten if you count the ref who's just standing there watching. Eventually they all peel out. And they do this great, um, oh, Big Dick comes in, starts killing people. The heel ref is Jeff Jones. 
ref John Molino makes the run in, hits something on Jeff Jones. They then uh, whack Devon in the back with the chair, hit the severe skull trauma from Axel. One, two, three. They finally beat the Dudleys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was I, an amazing. It was amazing. I loved it. I love that there was the. I love that there was the rerunning of the match before. But what really leads to it is the running by the ref to, uh, or as Joey's going, ref fight, ref fight, ref fight. I was like, oh, because that's not, not cat fight, cat fight. It's ref fight, ref fight. It was genius. I loved it. Yeah, and and Joey's uh, Joey's planting those seeds from like early, early in the in the the match. He's he's like, oh, and Jeff Jones is the ref. Yep, exactly. He calls it out right at the beginning. He goes, oh, we got this guy. And I was like, yeah, that's going to come in. And yeah, it's the, <laughs> that's just ECW. The ref, there's ref run-ins. The later uh, Dudley's one I watched, the one from 99, is, it, it, once again, a, a big wacky brawl. But the Dudley's, Dudley's probably do ECW brawl better than anybody. Yeah. Uh, like, once again, that ball's an axle against the Baldies. It's not overly fun brawling. The Dudleys know how to fun brawl. Well, yeah, because they go in the crowd, they go all over. They get, you know, you know, balcony. They they get, you know, New Jack and Spike jumping off balconies on them to put them through tables and stuff. They get a little more doodads. No, the uh, the the later one, it's got the fire spot. Balls goes to to oh, blow fire, and they move. Yeah, that's right. Oh, who did he? Oh, he blew fire on. I think it was Lance right on one of them, and and he he was shoot scared. I was like, of course he would be. It was the biggest flame ball I've ever seen. It was ginormous because balls just just puts the fucking lighter fluid to his mouth and just starts guzzling and go <laughs> and going, and then he blows the biggest fireball. I'm like, oh dear god. Uh, I looked up Lance Wright, by the way. I'm not sure if you've ever uh, done that. I mean, I just knew his stuff, and then isn't he like a isn't he a Memphis guy or something, right? I, from all I could see, he's he's he got like a job with WWE, like ring announcing potentially, and then was never heard from again. <laughs> and then somehow became a weird heel manager in ECW. No, the 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 ring announcing thing apparently is after the ECW thing. Oh, huh. I have no idea where he came from, or like the internet has very little information about ECW's uh, Lance Wright. No, but I think it's known. I think he was like, a, I think he, like, whatever his manager character was, he had done that other places. I think either down south or Memphis or something like that. Yeah, people were saying that he got hired to WWE in some kind of role and they had him try ring announcing and it didn't go well. And that's the last anyone knew of him. Yeah, I think he became like a, you know, behind the scenes stooge or something and they tried the thing and then, yeah, he was out. Uh, so I think, man, as as I was watching these matches, I was like, when I watched an FBI match, I was like, oh, I think I watched this when we did FBI. And when I watched an RVD and Sabu match, I was like, oh, I think I watched this when we did RVD and Sabu. I still I, dug them. I enjoyed. I went back through my notes on the RVD and Sabu one. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. No, uh, and like the RVD and Sabu one, that's a big time match. Uh, in 1998, like when we talked about RVD and Sabu, they were like the hot thing in 98. And putting them with balls and axle. And it goes, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Balls does like some amateur wrestling in the beginning and they're putting over his amateur skills. He finally does though. I remember as uh, it was during that match when Joey was like, oh yeah. And balls has his amateur. And I go bullshit. He doesn't ever shows it. Cause okay. I, and I, I was getting prepared to make this point that as a guy who's been on the wrestling team, 
those heavyweights, that doesn't really mean anything that you wrestled in high school and you were and you wrestled heavyweight and even went to like states because a lot of times there's not enough guys to fill it out type thing. And it's just usually like the biggest, fattest guy who's just got a glow center of gravity type thing. But then he goes and actually does some, you know, amateur wrestling stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. See, he finally made it worth all the times Joey said it. He did some neat things too. He did some, uh, you know. Could tell me, to, let's let's break down uh, what were the what were the moves that Paul's Mahoney was doing, Cheech? They were legit amateur things. Yeah, yeah. He definitely pulled a splatel on um, on Sabu, and then a lot of other ones. He's just shooting halves and stuff on other people. And I was like, okay, at least he does it because a lot of times Joey would say it, and then he was like, he would just go there and you know throw jabs and body slams. <laughs> yeah, he does that little high crotch into the pin. Is that what you're talking about on Sabu? Yeah, yeah. He does that. He also he did that. He also did one where it was. It was Splatel esque. Splatel is the name of, of of an amateur type move, and yeah, it was similar to that, but it was more so. He was just feeding him into. It was more like a spread eagle pin. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, uh, Ax, uh, Axel also does a wacky suplex on Sabu here. Um, once again, Axel had a lot of tricks up his sleeve. It was just once again, he was just known for the hardcore stuff because he did do it. But I like these, especially in the tag where he was more in just like isolated instances. We'll get in there. Do some arm drags, get out, let balls do some high impact stuff, get in there, put a heat on guy, blah, blah, blah. And he was usually the hot tag and things like that. Like he definitely carried his end too, but balls was definitely like the high impact guy. Yeah, this uh, I think this is the first match that I remembered that balls throws actually a really nice super kick. Oh, he definitely does. Uh I don't like that he got away from throwing that sick-ass Saido. He must have killed somebody with it or something. They were like, all right, maybe no more. Because, oh, dude, he was giving it – he, he definitely gave good ones to Guido because he's so tiny, but he gave a great one to Roadkill, who's ginormous. <laughs> yes, and I loved how he got into it. It was just like off the ropes, go for a punch. He just goes under the punch and just scoops it. Yeah, yeah, and puts them – and, like, yeah, and they were safe, but they were definitely some high boys, those. Yeah, I found myself uh, writing down uh, somebody with this move, question mark, question mark, like in the Candido and Storm Wrestle Palooza 98 match. Axel dive, question mark, question mark. Yeah, that was great. And I love that it was a whole dive sequence. You know what I mean? Yes, I definitely did not think I was getting a dive sequence out of that match. That, and then is it that one? One of the matches has like a cool, it was either that, it was maybe in the three way or the straight up on the tag where they do a cool, like a four way down. I was like, wow, a four way down, like 98, 99. I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's talk about the double team maneuvers of the they, tag I, team of Balls Mahoney and X Rotten. This is, this is my, uh, this is my thing on this podcast where I point out when a team only has so many double teams and exactly what they are. They are as such. Drop to hold leg drop. Yes. And that weird uh, dominator uh, axle drops the elbow off the top. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> For the most part, yeah, yeah. There are some other... Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. But here's, here's one of the things I wanted to get to point to, and this brings it up as well. They're not just chair shot guys. Like, I like that they have chair spots. Like a lot of their double teams were like, or like one of them was like super kick, uh, chair to the back feeds into nutcracker sweep one, two, three. Or I also like the chair to the back leads to chair shot to the front. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't for nothing. They actually had like cool spots with it. So I appreciated those double teams as well. Sure. It wasn't just uh, smash them with chairs. 
Yeah, or just like, oh, blah, 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 body slam on chair type thing. You know what I mean? They also, for the most part, uh, I remember them murderizing people. I don't think I saw them murderize anybody with chairs. Murderizing was more a ball singles thing. Yeah, seriously, it was because I like everything they did seemed, you know. He did murder Big Sal, Sally Graziano, but his head is the size of a Buick. So, I mean, I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I was like, I was like, oh, I remember them being a, a lot less safe, I think. And once again, it, I had such a laugh when I when it just dawned to me. I was like, "Wait, no, there's no Tony Mamaluke out there." I just assumed the whole time he was just behind Sal. Anytime the camera went to him, <laughs> I so once again, I go to I go to cage match first, so I knew that there was uh, that it, there was a Guido and Sal tag match, and I avoided it. Dude, it wasn't bad because here's the best part: like if you think about it, Sal does one a spot a night or two spots a night. That's all he literally had to do in this. He did a belly-to-belly suplex. They put some heat on a guy. He took a couple punches and no-sold them, uh, did a body slam, and that was about it. Like, I was like, wow. Like, if you, like it's funny because in my head I was like, mathematically he's doing like four matches worth of managerial stuff in this one match. So I was like, okay, he's they're maximizing his minutes. But I was like, that's still enough to pull off half of a tag match. And it's Guido. It's 1998 Guido, uh, who was could do everything. He was doing it all exactly, which works perfectly because the dynamic of balls and axle. He could do you know the arm ringers and the arm drags with axle, which just sounds funny to say. And then he could do all like the amateur stuff if need be, and he could take a good ass whooping from balls. So like most of the matches, them working with Guido, obviously, but you know Sal gets in and does what he needs to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and and not to not to get it go in on the negative of the team at all but definitely even by the end ecw and i think uh there was a stretch where axel got injured and came back yes uh he was real big and immobile even by the end of ecw I know, and it stinks because even like one minute, it was just a weird dynamic of he's a big fat guy, but he could also he was also doing arm drags and hip tosses. But he was a big fat guy, but he was he he did he wasn't a big fat guy. Okay, for a long time he was he was a big guy. Yeah, uh, just like balls. But eventually he becomes a big fat guy, and that big fat guy is not not the best <laughs> no but he still does the stuff like he's still being himself which i i appreciate and it works best because now he's in a tag match so he doesn't have to do as much and you know okay we'll get into the one negative that i i wanted to get into i don't understand how it's just 100 percent okay to just completely do dusty roads <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh like and they even call it okay. Here's the thing though, uh, Cole Cabana does the same thing too. Uh, just the jabby, 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 whoa, elbow. Exactly, you know what I mean. And everybody goes, oh, you know, flip flop and fly. You know, it's all the dusty thing. And I was just like, it's just so weird that that's just that's acceptable. You know what I mean? Like I was like, it would be weird if every match I did punch, 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 big boot, leg drop, and then just continue to do other stuff. You know what I mean? Like. People would be like, what is he doing? But you can totally do Dusty Rhodes flip-flop and fly in the big elbow. 
So what gets me about, so I, I don't know, I guess I've just been desensitized to it over the years. I know, but I'm just saying like, it's so weird that it was like, oh no, you could, you're allowed to completely steal Dusty Rhodes thing. But if like, if somebody completely stole like Ultimate Warriors, they'd be like, what is he doing after a while? But it's like, no, no, you can, it's perfectly acceptable to just steal Dusty Rhodes thing. What got me to an extent was, because uh, like I discussed, I I thought that I was going to get some like weird, just wacky brawls, and you do, but for the most part, they, they do wrestle, and they do wrestle really well. Yeah. So to an extent, I was bummed when that goes away towards the end. Right, okay, okay. Now maybe you're making sense to me, or it's unraveling to me that maybe they went that way because of health issues or something but okay right doesn't it seem like after a while they like towards the end they're they 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 do kind of just become chair shot guys yes because i feel like in the beginning that's almost where we started with the team when you're watching it you're like okay they're just kind of hardcore guys but i think that's because of where they were with the dudleys but then they start getting in there with the Candido and Storms and the RVD and Sabus, and they are a legit tag team. And they, that's when you start seeing them do double team moves and stuff, and they're looking good. And uh, then, yeah, it, it could have been Axel's injury and then coming back from that, and they're just not the same, and they're just brawl and chair shot guys. But it bummed me out, and I think maybe and if it is Axel's injury, maybe if not for that, then – we do get a, a balls and axle tag title run. And okay. Now keep following me. Yes. They be do like in 99, they do become more just, you know, the chair shot guys, but arguably that's the most they're over. That's when they're most singing the balls Mahoney song. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. So it's just, it, I just feel like that's a weird progression as a team. You know what I mean? Like, Oh no, they start and like, and I get it. It's not that abnormal when you hear like, you know, like, like, I'm sure Hogan, you know, oh, Hogan had such work rate in the 80s and blah, 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 and eventually just became the main event style. But it was like, these weren't main event guys, so it's not like they were like, oh, they eventually became main event style or, like, they started resting on their laurels. Their shit was just so goddamn over, you know what I mean? Like, I almost, like, part of me is like, did they do it because they got lazy or just because it was the most over thing? Yeah, I, I, it's a it's a good, a good question. Uh, I think... Uh... I don't know. Once again, looking at Axel towards the end there, you're like, oh, I don't think this guy's really, you know, able to go like that anymore. Uh, I'm sure if he, I'm sure sure he could have, I guess. I I don't know. Uh, I could go either way on it, but all I know, like, here's the deal. It does change that. That's, that's what can't be argued that it does change. Yeah. Um, And it is a a bit of a bummer uh, because when they're good and when those, matches are good and they have those opponents where they can have those matches it's a lot of fun the blend of it is a lot of fun the blend of being uh chair guys but having these cool wrestling matches is fun yeah it's odd to think about it but like they kind of cover all the bases like they're a very complete tag team they can like axel can do the chaining and arm drag stuff balls can do all the high impact stuff and like balls also is doing moves off the top rope you know what i mean he's he did a moonsault you know what I'm saying? And he also does the big New Jersey jam. And then there was Axel did the flip dive. You know what I mean? So, like, they even do high flying. They obviously do brawling. You know what I mean? They obviously do the wrestling. You're like, well, do they fly? Yeah, they even fly, too, for their size. Yeah. No, I I, I do not disagree with you. I think uh, in that 1998 
even into like early 99 window, they were really good and a genuinely good tag team. Um, the end is a little, uh, gets a little, gets a little away from them. I, I wish you watched that, uh, that 20, uh, I think was it 2005, uh, dark match that you can find on, uh, it's weird too. There's entrances. Both teams get entrances. There's no commentary. It's in New Jersey, clearly. Uh, so the crowd's pretty hot for them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something. Well, I don't know when or I don't know the exact timeline, but I do know that eventually Axel does clean up. Like he does go to like rehab. He does get all taken care of. He does drop a lot of weight. He does look really healthy, and then he does eventually die. Uh, unfortunately um that was the other thing uh, i for, I, like it didn't hit me until a while and watching it during like it was during the storm and candida match where i was like oh this match is so great and i was like oh crap lance is the only one still alive yeah uh i i don't think i realized this and not to get too weird but uh, axel rotten was found in a mcdonald's bathroom okay yeah 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 you know what i'm saying like i, I was like I, yeah at one at I don't know if it happened to you, but yeah, definitely at one point in this exercise, I was like, oh, this gets a little creepy. Yeah, it's it, it was definitely one of those uh, for me. Uh, I, I Balls was there in WWE when I was there, and uh, he was a gem. The first time I ever got drunk on an airplane was sitting next to Balls Mahoney. Uh, <laughs> him feeding me Jack and Cokes out of his fanny pack. Okay, good, good, good. I wanted to hear some of those because I was like, unfortunately, like I did see good balls, but then I also saw a lot of bad balls too towards the end. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I spent, you know, a decent amount of time with him. We were both on ECW, uh, the WWE version, and he was, uh, he was a, a delight to be around. He told me a story about killing a, a shark with a spork. Oh, I've heard that from Doring though. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it from the man's mouth. I had it. Uh, it took me a second. I was like, oh, "Wait, I feel like I know Axel. Have I ever been on a show with Axel?" And I was like, "Oh crap!" Axel was on that Candido Cup weekend when me and Cloudy had all those big matches and went to the finals for no goddamn reason because uh, Ian's crazy. Uh, and it was really, it was amazing for us. It was great. And Axel was on the cards and like shoot, being like a vet, like he was really cool to me and Cloudy when my teeth got a. Uh, loosened by oh crap what's his name now matt martell from 205 live you know in chain wrestling you would obviously clothesline a man in the mouth um and and loosen all his teeth before he has match one of three of the night uh i went into the bathroom and axel's in there and he's like oh here's the gimmick you get salt water it tightens up the gums and i was like hmm and then he showed me his mouth full of missing teeth he's like i know i was like that man's missing a lot of teeth. I'm sure he knows the thing. And it's true. The like 12 hour ride home, I was swishing uh, salt water every couple hours. Wow. And it worked. My teeth are still here. Yeah. Uh, I met Axel once at like an autograph signing. And I think it was during his like cleaner uh, times. He was a delight. He was a, a wonderful person to be around. Dude, what a vet. Like that was the one thing as I'm watching this and just seeing how hard he works when he's trying to do all that stuff. I was like, man, what a good mind he would be for now. And that's what he was kind of trying to get into towards the end when he cleaned himself up. He was like, I've got a lot to give, uh, you know, idea wise and stuff. And I could totally believe it. I was like, oh, man, he looks like a delight. Yeah. Yeah. So that all being said, I think we just kind of covered it in, in the last act before we got into this. Yeah. But what made 
balls and axle, the hardcore chair swing freaks. So great. They did it all. Like we said, they were undercover, like a, com- a really good, complete team. It, it was just hidden under flannel shirts and rock band t-shirts and cut up jeans. You had like, technically, you had Axel playing like the smaller technical wrestler who could technically do all those things. And then you had like, you know, the big hammer and balls coming in who could do high flying moves, no less. But once again, behind the veil of rock band t-shirts and cut up jeans. Yeah, that's 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 what I would say. They they undercover is the best <laughs> the best word I think has ever been used to describe the team of Bald Mahoney and Axel Rotten. Because yeah, what you get, what you see is not really what you get. Uh, and it, it was sometimes. It yeah, was. like so they when, were like, okay, yes, we can do this, but. So when they give you the other, when they go out there with Storm and Candido or when they go out there with Van Damme and Sabu and you're like, holy crap, wait a second, hold on. Uh, it's it's great. And they were good at the things they did, uh, whether it be the arm drags and the hip tosses and the chain wrestling and the amateur wrestling stuff or the big moves or the brawl around and, and bleed and hit people with chairs. They, they really were oddly... Uh, multifaceted and okay i'll even throw this one in because i've used it to describe many others oddly a very oddly pretty digestible like i remember a bunch of the matches i saw were were kind of short and were to the point you know i mean like i don't remember any like long drawn out heats like they were pretty action-packed as well for you know once again two big guys they went after had action-packed tag matches now ecw if they if they were going long for any reason it wasn't because of the wrestling it was because of all the pre-match and or post-match shenanigans yeah yeah yeah. which that that was also fun too axel was a hell of a promo oh i watched some of it uh i watched more of it than i usually do for sure um and then once again they knew their roles because balls never cut a promo axel's cut them all all right now how would we have defeated the team of balls mahoney and axel rotten i don't know but i would have been so pumped it would have been so much fun uh, so, uh, I mean, avoid getting hit in the head with chairs that, and then we use it against them. You know what I mean? Like we can do chair stuff too. Oof. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess definitely avoid getting hit by chairs. <laughs> oh, definitely. Obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. They telegraph them quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think if we could avoid getting hit with chairs because we could hang in there uh and we could wrestle with them and we could uh hang in there like move wise yeah um but once 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 chairs come out that is uh that's what they were known for and that is where things i feel would go sideways for us okay here's what we do because i watched in one of the matches i was like uh we need to go to one of the cities where it's all plastic chairs <laughs> dude i swear no. one of the shows they wrestle and they just keep pulling chairs out and whacking guys and it's all plastic ones and i go boy i just wonder if the wrestlers are really pumped when they were like "Ooh, we're in a towel of plastic chairs all right cool that is that right there is probably the best answer to how would you defeat the team of balls mahoney and axel rotten i got it and came to me it came to me it came to me it came to me go to here's go what it's city here's what it is here's how you beat them because I've never seen when when there's a balls and axles match and this makes an appearance, no, it doesn't happen to anyone else but balls. We light a table on fire. 
Oh, yeah, that's true, too. If there's a table on fire, balls is going through it. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, we go to a town that only has plastic chairs, and we set a table on fire right off the get. Boom! We done. There's there's no way we lose that match. Easy night. <laughs> <laughs> night off, as they say. Well, I mean, you know, we, we'll tussle with them a little bit. We'll feel them out, you know, since we now that we know they're worthy combatants. They're not just some hardcore guys. We'll wrestle with them. And then eventually we'll hit, we'll, you know, we'll find the plastic chairs and the flaming tables. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, that was it, man. Balls and Axel, the hardcore chair swinging freaks. Balls and Axel, that's our team. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to both Balls and Axel. Bummer. I know, I know. That struck me a little bit. In half. I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's right, halfway through. But screw it. That's how good they were. They took my mind off it. It took me a while before I realized the tragic demise because I was so engulfed in their great matches. That's right. I said it. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, we we have done way more ECW teams than <laughs> uh, I, I would have thought at this point. And there's still more. Like I said, one of the reasons we this was my pick this week, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, we literally haven't done an ECW team, and I think like since November, I think was the last one. So that's like almost four, five, almost six months. Yeah, because when you really think about it, ECW wasn't around that long, and at times their tag division was just the Dudleys. So yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta kind of pick and choose on this one. I'd love to do Storm and Candido sometime. I, I'll look at their cage match at some point and see how many matches they actually have together. But man, they're fun together. They're fun, but it's also I, part of me also wishes they would just wrestle like they, a cohesive tag team too. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are Sting Luger, but they uh, play into it. Like one of the matches I saw was really good, but I was like, oh man, yeah, they have to take a minute every match to be like, oh no, wait, we don't get along, dude. Landstorm basically coast to coast dropkick balls Mahoney Ooh. with a springboard dropkick and it was bananas. Uh luckily through the amazingness of connectivity of Twitter, minus all the toxicity. Uh one time someone posted that and he explained he goes, literally it was just balls was just super far away. He's like, I didn't plan to do it to make it like some super athletic feat. He goes, it's just what needed to happen. <laughs> he sets up and he like at one point like crouches down like he's about to jump and he stops himself. And then balls isn't moving any closer, so he just does it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He coasts to coast the ring basically on a double clutch jump, almost. Yeah, wild. Yeah, so maybe we'll get to the team one day if they got enough matches. I don't know if they do, but once again, another ECW team. I don't want you downplaying it. ECW had teams like this one, maybe not. Like I don't think they were on any top ten list I looked of ECW teams, but they're totally rememberable, and we just proved why they were great. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad we did it, um, for sure. Because, uh, and and definitely, if anybody out there, if uh, I don't know if you people listen and then go watch matches, but dive into some balls and axle real quick if you never really have, or if all you remember is them smashing people with chairs, go watch that three way wacky one with Furnace and Lafon and Storm and Candido. It's it's super fun. And that if you do want the blood and guts, trust me, they're there. The the three-way with living dangerously with Dudley's and New Jack, there's blood and guts. And, you know, you got that too. But also take them in and appreciate how good they are as just a straight-up tag team. 
Absolutely. And now, next week, we have a very special treat, and we don't know what it is yet. We do not know. <laughs> that treat will be uh, the treasure of our voices, uh, so you guys can listen to them as we talk about another tag team that we are pretty wide open to uh, just about anybody at this point. Exactly. From hardcore chair swinging freaks, you can go anywhere. And we probably will next week. Until then, adios. <laughs>